0: I think it's just really important to remember that heart issues are a big issue for women as well. We often, I think, hear about heart issues and think it's um, mainly a, a male health complication, but that's not the case. Dr. Joyce Johnson joins us now with more. Dr. Johnson, welcome to the show thank you so much for having me well it's nice to talk with you this afternoon i wish it was under better circumstances but again you know it's an opportunity to shine the spotlight uh on 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 heart issues especially when you know february is um heart health month so we're a little bit ahead but the fact of the matter is is um heart attacks and heart disease are a big issue and a big complication for many women aren't they
1: absolutely Absolutely. I mean, this is an incredibly sad situation. And until you gave that introduction, I wasn't aware of the extent of the heart disease in the family, aside from Elvis and his mother, but also her uncles mm-hmm. or great uncles, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was there's quite a bit and we knew do know that genetics does play a bit of a role, but when it comes to women, especially Um, when it comes to heart health for women like 53% of women who experience a heart attack symptom have them go unrecognized so that is really shocking as a woman right not knowing what these symptoms mean and often maybe even going into your healthcare provider and because you might not fit the, the mold of what a heart attack looks like and you're experiencing some of these symptoms you know, in the past, these have gone unrecognized even by healthcare providers.
0: Dr. Johnson, are th- are the symptoms for women the same or similar to uh, the symptoms for men? Um,
1: as with men, they both have that chest pain. They can have chest pain or discomfort, but women can experience a heart attack without chest pressure. Hmm. So they might have shortness of breath. They might have pressure or pain in like the lower chest or upper abdomen or between the shoulder blades and their back, Hmm. they may be experiencing some dizziness, lightheadedness, fainting, um, or even extreme fatigue. So they're not just always that clear-cut crushing pressure happening in the chest. There are other symptoms that they could be presenting with. Hmm. You
0: mentioned about we we kind of touched on the on you know the genetic and the hereditary thing. Mm. I, mean, I mean those are you know some of the things maybe you 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 can't control. I think um, yeah you know I, I I've had this conversation with my doctor lately because I have high blood pressure and so I've been I've been working on that. But it runs in my family as well. My dad has high blood pressure. My grandmother had high blood pressure. So I'm working on on that. Mm-hmm. There are some things that you can't control, but there are things that you can control. And if you can control it, let's talk about some of those things. And I think a lot of us know what those are Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering
1: how many of us are actually doing it (laughs) yes I know so the things we can control is smoking if you're smoking you need to stop Mm. number one Um, if you have high blood pressure there are ways that you can manage your high blood pressure maybe you do it with um, eating more of that Mediterranean-style diet, fruits and vegetables, focusing on some high-fiber foods, things like bananas, sweet potatoes, spinach, soybeans. These are all really great sources of minerals that can help regulate blood pressure. Even switching from your milk chocolate over to dark chocolate can be helpful. So your blood pressure is an issue. Um, Having high cholesterol is also an issue. So, again, that can in some cases be controlled by diet, not always. So, that's where medications can play a role and supplements can play a role, um, even going hand in hand. But again, always speak with your healthcare provider. I mean, if you've been diagnosed with high blood cholesterol and your healthcare provider wants to put you on a medication, so usually there's an either or. Either you go this path and we need you to come back in about six weeks and we need to see improvements or this is what we need to do so mm-hmm. always listen to your healthcare care provider um, if you're diabetic or pre-diabetic or you know your doctor says we're really concerned about your your blood sugar levels that's also something mm. that's important and you know not being physically active <laughs> physical activity is really important <laughs> and also obesity and those kind of go hand in hand right yeah. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not super concerned with your weight itself but you need to be active. You need to be um, doing some activity.
0: So those are the ones that you c- you can control. Um, mm-hmm. If you can't control, like if you have a history of it in your in your family, again, I guess those yeah. are all sorts of things that you over and above you need to be aware of, right? Like you want to make sure that right. you're doing all of those things. When it comes to, you know, heart health for women, uh, we know menopause. Boy, oh boy, what a lovely mm-hmm. time of the you know aging yeah. process that is. Um, and, and it impacts all sorts of things. Does menopause impact um, a heart disease? Does it have an, you know, uh, does it does it elevate the risk of heart
1: disease or stroke or heart attacks? Yes, it absolutely does. So um, heart disease and stroke is a leading cause, uh, the leading killer of women over menopausal ages, hmm. right? So your risk of heart disease and stroke increases during menopause because when your ovaries slow down that production of estrogen, it can lead to, you know, some body fat above your waist. So, you know, it affects the way your body handles sugar. It can increase your bad cholesterol, it can increase your blood pressure because we know estrogen helps to protect your heart and as soon as it starts to decrease, then you can start to get into some of
0: these, these complications. Uh, add one more thing to the list for menopause, right? I know,
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: That's okay. It's just been a wonderful few years, Dr. Johnson. All right, so before I let you go, before I let yes. you go again, so maybe let's just, you know, wrap this up with, you know, what, the, the, what top three tips would you leave for, for people listening to this right now? And obviously, especially uh, women who are listening to it.
1: Okay, so top three. Okay, mm. um, I think my top one is to be applied to everything. I am such a huge um, supporter of advocate for your own health. Mm. So you need to be aware of how you are feeling in your gut. If you know something is wrong, you know, you need to make sure that you're advocating for your health. If you're experiencing some of these symptoms, you need to, you know, clean up that diet use that food for fuel so that food is going to help improve so many different aspects all these chronic health conditions that can come up and oh gosh three that's it okay quit smoking Get active. Quit smoking and be active. Yeah, that's that's my third. Quit smoking and be
0: active. Let's put those ones together. Yeah, no, great advice right there. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a reality and it's something. And again, I the advocating for your for your health. That's something I think that uh, you know right across the board. All of us need to do. And and maybe uh, now more so than ever. Doctor Johnson, want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time and appreciate the information. Thank you for this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Have an amazing weekend.